you for joining an episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you today? I'm good, Michelle. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I am good. You know, good. (laughs) In all the weirdness of PR land. And boy, can it get weird. Yeah, that's why we thought today it would be wise to talk just a little check in about mental health. Because even though we both just said we're good, it seems like I I loved what you said earlier, Karen, before we started this episode of everyone's just kind of walking around keeping it together with spit and duct tape. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. And so unfortunate. And You know, we started planning ahead for this topic when this article came out in PR News, and it was a poll, and the question posed was, do PR employees feel comfortable discussing mental health struggles? Yeah. And 68% of people said no. Now, granted, this was a small poll. However, you and I have no problems believing this, and- I believe that this plays into the bigger narrative of traditionally work has been that place where people expect you to have nothing wrong with you. Right. It's why pre-pandemic people would have a cold and they would come to work. They'd get the flu. And as long as they could walk, they would come to work. You would say, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because that's the American way. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yes, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm fine. You know, yeah. people would die and you would work. And <laughs> we we PR pros, we took that into our own businesses and we amplified it because suddenly we not only felt like it wasn't okay not to be okay, but that we had to be triple okay because it was our own business. So we could never take the time to tend to ourselves. Right, right. And I, I- would love to say that the pandemic changed all of that at a corporate level, but it did not. What did change is our awareness that we're not okay. Everybody is, is dealing with something. And and it's been, I think we all like had this hope, which is why there was a part of the pandemic that was a happy time for everybody. We were baking bread. We were listening to music. We were gathering together and we were like, we're going to get through this because we truly believed that there would be an end and that there would be a better new normal. Right. What we experienced was continuing series of trauma. And in PR specifically, our industry has undergone massive waves of change. The media landscape is different. Clients are different. And we have the economic challenges. It's just, it's so a lot. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it, it, <laughs> breaks my heart that we all have our stuff. We all have our days. We all have our moments where we may be experiencing anxiety, depression, and we feel like we have to present to the world and to our clients this front of, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. And you know, there's a part of us that thinks nobody wants to hear that. We, or if I say I'm not okay, then what, you know, I have to, I have to exude trust and confidence. Right. And if I'm not okay, they won't trust me. Exactly. And and we're more so than in our business where it's our job to keep everyone together, to keep it together, to present 
the perfect, not not false, but to present the best front possible and, you know, really represent well. And a couple of things you touched on, it's now granted, I've only ever lived in this country, but it just feels so American. The whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps, never let them see you sweat. I mean, when you were talking about that in the workplace, my gosh, yeah, you would never show any, you know, any glimmer of, oh, no, everything's fine. I've got it together because I am a fiercely, highly competent person who is going to give my best and my all to you, workplace. I'll just cry on the way home. It's fine. <laughs> and I, I have to tell you that, you know, growing up in California and moving to the Midwest, and even though my parents were Midwesterners, yeah, I didn't, they were different. <laughs> I moving to the Midwest, I really have to protect myself mm-hmm. from that Midwestern like grit. It's it's inspiring in some ways, but they don't they don't do complaints in the Midwest. You just mm-hmm. don't complain, you just get her done. It's like, well, I lost my leg yesterday, I'm gonna go out for a walk today. You know, I, I've known people that have had surgeries and they're not even supposed to be out of the house and they refuse to ask for help. Like, yeah. I would walk your dog. Yeah. No, they're just going to take their cane and their walker and they're going to hobble along when they're not even supposed to be out of bed and they're going to do it. And I heard someone the other day say there was a, a couple and the woman was alone and we inquired after her husband and she goes, yeah, you know, he walked a little bit earlier, but he can only walk so far now. And then one of the other, one of our other friends said, well, if you, if you can't walk, you got to walk. And if you don't walk, you won't be able to walk. And so his solution is like, if you stop, but, and, and I feel like this is the message that we send to PR pros. Like if you don't grit it out, if you don't bear up, if you don't, you know, brute force it through, then you're going to be terrible. Instead of saying, sometimes you can't walk. You yeah. really cannot walk. You need support to yeah. get back on your feet to walk. Yeah. You can't take another step. You are incapable of doing it, whether it is a psychological challenge or whether it's an actual physical challenge. And 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 I want to, you know, we would be remiss in saying we're not experts. We are not mental no. health professionals. This is just PR pros, inside talk. Yeah. Sometimes your issues could be some type of imbalance. It could be a nutritional deficiency. It could be a vitamin deficiency. It could be something physical. It could be a hormonal imbalance. So don't ignore it and don't brute force your way through it. Talk to somebody, talk to your doctor. Yeah. I think get to your doctor these days. <laughs> I I know there are now, so I've got the Pennsylvania Dutch work ethic side of that. It's similar to the Midwest work ethic. You just do it. And I think it's also coupled with being two generations away from the Depression era. Yes. Right. Hearing my grandmother say, oh, well, you can't leave that company. They've been good to you. I'm like, that's not about them. It's about me. But yeah. there are, I do know that there are several companies in my region, large, like, like, feeding the Eastern seaboard companies um, that they have always had an EAP program, an employee assistance program where they will say, Hey, we have an arrangement with this mental health you know, facility. If you have an issue, which I thought was really enlightened of them. I don't know if that stemmed from experience. I don't know, but so, you know, even as you seek to work with clients, 
if, if you get a vibe that it might be an, an unhealthy relationship, if they have that kind of program in place, I would say probably not. And just to touch on your point about, yeah, our, our global trauma that we've been through, I don't know about you, but it's funny. It's often the little things that can trip me up. But if it's like yeah. a big crisis, like, okay, let's get to the ER and we can deal, 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 deal. And it's not till maybe a month or two after that, after you've dealt, they you're just, oh. and I get the vibe that globally, that's where we are. We got through the oh, big, heavy, scary thing. And even though scary things are still happening, we're just like, oh. So, you know, I, I know many of our peers or our clients have struggled with getting people. Oh, people don't want to come to events. They don't want to do this. I'm like, we're still processing a lot of stuff and realigning ourselves. And and speaking into that could be, you know, maybe you're just not right enough yet. You know, I was I was sharing with you off air. And, you know, maybe it's my stage in life. Maybe it's a whole lot of things. But, you know, I go to things and I enjoy them. But as I'm enjoying them, I still sense a little flatness. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Is that because I'm burdened by worrying about work? Is it just, is it that? Is it that? Is it all that? Or is this just life in this era? I don't know. And I think we can't accept that. Because, and let's face it, like even getting back to, quote unquote, some normalcy. Normal is not normal. Nothing is like it was. And so I have learned to, to say, you know what, I'm not going to be so hard on myself because there's this constant wave of change and you're trying to find your footing. And then you try to do things that you used to do, but nothing really is quite the same. And no one is quite the same, whether you can pretend that you are but we are not, none of us, not one single person on this earth, because I, I think we also sometimes forget that COVID was not a United States pandemic. Right. This was global. And I think, you know, of course, as PR professionals, we can't vomit on our clients. We no. shouldn't do that. If you're at work, you, you, you shouldn't be vomiting on your colleagues either. Right. I would love to see more corporate workplaces understand that we used to think of the workforce as this monolithic unit. And basically, you divorced people from every other part of themselves. When they came to work, they were a worker. That's it. They were a worker. They yep. just do their work. You didn't care about their issues. You didn't care if they had children. And people felt like they couldn't disclose things. I was. It was heartbreaking to hear that there are women some of our solo PR pro members that didn't really want to share that they were moms because they felt like that would be considered a a disability. Mm -hmm. And I just, we're done with that world. And as PR pros, we should be advocating and we should be checking in with our clients as well to ensure that their culture is not, is not toxic for their own employees I mean, we can play a role in helping them to create these healthy cultures that recognize that human beings are full human beings with full lives. And sometimes they have stuff going on. And this is not necessarily copying out and giving people an excuse to not be great at work. Mm -hmm. It's creating an environment that lets people thrive. It's creating tools for people when they struggle and understanding that it's okay to struggle. It's having benefits program that really align with their needs and really saying, hey, it's okay. Making it okay to take a day off without providing a reason. 
I even hate that we call it mental health day right. because it's nobody's business. If you're having a day and you have just, you, you need a break, you need a reset, that should be your business and you should be able to take it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. No questions asked. And, and I think there is a certain freedom in a workplace that has that level of understanding of, you know, I might be the best worker you ever have, but that does not mean I have to be that every day, every minute, all the time. You know, I, I think, I mean, it's, look, it's unrealistic. It is. But the attitude still pervades out there. And, and I think sometimes we can perhaps wield that with ourselves. I was having a conversation with a couple of colleagues and they were having trouble just kind of ramping down, having come off a super hot, urgent, all hands on deck project. And then suddenly everything felt that way. And I thought, where are you going except smashing into an, an eventual wall? Not everything is urgent. You don't have to speed through all the things. Well, I, and these, you know, I see that from colleagues too, where, it's not only the urgency, but it's the stress, the unnecessary yes. stress. Yes. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, the client's going to be mad because we didn't get media this week. Okay. But this is the way that it works. Now we pitch stuff and we get an answer a month later and they, you know, we yeah. secure opportunities and then it takes four months to publish. Some t- stuff is not, we've secured opportunities that are not publishing until 2024. What does that say about the landscape? To wow. You? That's incredible. But you know, I mean, but uh, but here's here's the essence of it. You secured opportunities. So, you know, yeah. it should be all good. But yeah, I, I get that. I even get that mental tape in my head sometimes of, oh my gosh, if I don't turn this in today, they're going to yell at me. And then I had to sit myself down and go, Michelle. Now, hopefully I didn't yeah. not just jinxing myself. I'm like, when has a client ever called you on the phone or texted you screaming? And I would venture to say some of us, especially in the past couple of years, we've experienced some toxic clients. We've all, we've all had toxic clients, but I would venture to say that our audience, because we have a very smart audience and I believe that our members particularly, they all have integrity. They're good yeah. at their jobs and they are thoughtful and they're conscientious. And we're not saying be less conscientious, but we're saying no. be conscientious for your own needs as well. And I yes. think, you know, there, there are several things that you can do. One is to realize that you're not broken. No. You are not an outlier. You're not the only person that may be having a season of struggle. Two is talk to some type of professional, whether it's your nutritionist, whether it's your physician, telehealth appointment, mental health app, to, to make sure that you're not missing signs of something that has an underlying reason. You don't want to do that. So you don't want to ignore if you're feeling kind of blue and, or you're feeling kind of tired or you're not sleeping, don't just chalk it up to it'll get better because so often these things do not resolve on them their own. Right. Don't be afraid to get support, whatever that support turns out to be for you. It's okay. And then I would say, One of the things that one of my clients really highlighted for me that is so powerful. So I work with this group called Circles and they have this app and it's on, it's on-demand support groups. And he created it out of some personal experiences based on the premise that 
people, there's therapeutic value when people help people who are going through the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who's been through a divorce, your ears perk up when you talk to somebody who has been through a divorce and they know exactly what you're talking about. If you've lost a parent, somebody else who lost a parent, their words resonate so powerfully Mm -hmm. with you. There's power in that. Well, as PR pros, no one but us really understands our job. No one understands what we're going through with clients and business development and the climate that we're in. So don't cut yourself off from your colleagues because even if you're not getting together to say, oh my God, I can't sleep at night, I'm having anxiety, you can at least get together and share some of the things that are causing you agita. And with people who will not judge you, who understand, and there's such comfort in that. So, you know, like when Michelle and I talk, I always walk away like laughing and feeling better yeah. because we get to like vetch with one another and <laughs> she gets it and I get it. And so it's, it is therapeutic. And so I, I would say, don't, you know, do not dismiss the power in tapping into people who share your job yeah. or who share your values. You know, don't isolate yourself, even though you may feel feel like it because you're not feeling your best, you need to reach out and and talk to someone. It's one of the reasons why this month, you know, I set up these solo sessions where I offered up, you know, I opened up some slots in my calendar for people to just book time to just chat with me one-on-one, just us, no recordings, nothing shared outside of me and that person and open enough for them to talk about whatever they needed to talk about in that moment. It's mm-hmm. not a lot, but it's something that well, so many people took advantage of because they needed that time. It, that it's huge. It's huge, and you know, I I couch myself as an an extroverted introvert. So right away, I'm wired for solitude, more more yeah. or less. But it's not until you either push yourself to get out there that you realize, okay, I needed to be out with people. Yesterday, I had a eight a.m. coffee meeting. Ooh, on paper, that sounds horrible. I was so rejuvenated by the end of that hour conversation. I felt so much better about starting my day. And I thought, huh, maybe I should do this every day. And I thought, Ugh. <laughs> so yeah. I have a little ways to go. But, you know, it can be, especially with PR peers, and it could even be, you know, colleagues. I know I have some in-house colleagues in my region that, that made, you know, some of them are, you know, solo practitioners but you know they're 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 the only PR person in their company or something and if we'll just do 15 minute events so hey how you doing and you're like can you believe it no I don't believe it okay so you know I'm glad that we've both established neither of us sucks we're we're competent (laughs) just keep rolling with with the crazy it's worth it sometimes to you know go to a networking event or go to you know go to a workshop an in-person workshop and learn something new because that's energizing learn something that's different from PR go take an art class take a gardening class invite somebody to go for a walk with you it doesn't always have to be like let's have dinner let's have lunch those things are great too but you know see if there's another colleague like hey you want to take a walk and just you know the Take advantage of the weather being nice enough to do that because you will be rejuvenated. And so the isolation only makes things worse. And I think we're here today to tell you that 
you're not alone. You are not the only person dealing with whatever you're dealing with, whatever it is. And however big it seems in your head, I promise you, you're not alone. If Belle could talk, she would tell you stories. I, I didn't know what to get, but I tried to get the thing that was making mommy cry. And so I barked at it, but I didn't know what I was barking at, but I was trying to help. And so I just went to mommy and I'm like, mommy, tell me what to get and I'll make it better for you. But I couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I mean, everybody's got something. Yeah. Everybody and, has something. And you know, even, even those, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And, and, and I, you are not alone. I guarantee even the most perfectly presenting person that has it all together, they got their own stuff. They just aren't, you know, as comfortable showing yeah. it. And that could be even with themselves. Which They're is not- why you also, honestly, like I, when I have those sensitive moments, I do not look at social media. I'll go to groups yeah. because, you know, again, it's protecting myself from from things that are triggers. And and so I think you have to understand what your triggers are too and protect yourself from those things. The news can be a trigger. You know, too much information sometimes is is not necessarily a blessing. And I know we PR pros, we're wired to think that we have to know all of the things all of right. the time. You do not. Whatever those triggers are, sometimes you just need to like get in yeah. your own little bubble and not, not go there. So yeah, don't true. be afraid to do that. It's okay. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be a big fat retreat. It can just be an hour break of something, you know, indulge in something that you really want to do or what you need to do. I know for me, every, you know, yes, I like to go to the movies, but sometimes it's just like, I need to sit in a dark room with nasty (laughs) popcorn and have be available to no one. So if that's your thing, (laughs) by all means, do it. (laughs) Yeah. you know, ultimately, just I feel like it's silly coming out of my mouth, but I know it's not because I don't practice it as much as I should. It's okay to take care of yourself. Oh my gosh, it really is. It, well, it's not only okay; it's good for business because exactly, yeah. If you're good, then you're going to do good work, and you're not going to be, you know, brute forcing your way through it. So please do. Yeah. You know, I take time I, off. Yeah. You know, go get a massage. You know, I like massages. I know everybody doesn't, you know, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel that joy that makes you feel restored and balanced, make time, treat yourself with care and love and respect. You should not be treating other people better than you treat yourself. That is so true. And I know for many of us, that is a really, really difficult lesson to learn. And hey, real talk right now, I am so ridiculous. How ridiculous am I? Let's see. I've had a, my foot's been sore for maybe a month and I finally got tired of my foot being sore. And I was like, hmm, and there's nothing external. So I went to the podiatrist and I said, yeah, it's been about a month. They're like, oh, well, it's this tendon. The tendon is irritated. So do these calf stretches. And I said, oh, so you mean if I, if I go to my yoga class, like I should have been doing for the past six months, I wouldn't have played calves. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's 100%. how ridiculous I am. And I'm sure 100%. there's many, yeah, many of you nodding about that. So if I had invested in taking care of myself rather than doing one more hour of work, because, ooh, got to gotta hit those numbers. <sighs> yeah. So we're all learning. We're all still we learning. Are. And we, we hope this is 
helped you to take a deep breath, to feel like you are not alone. We hope that you are inspired to take better care of yourself, to make time for your own needs. That's not being selfish. It's not being a terrible worker. You're not a terrible PR pro. You're a great business owner, but you have to care for yourself. And if you have suggestions or things that have worked for you, as always, we always love to hear from you. Please hit us up on any of the social media channels and use the hashtag solo PR so that we know and we can spot those because we track that hashtag. Yeah, we would love that. We would love that. So we definitely want to hear from you. And please, if you have a friend that you think needs to hear this, or if you need to listen to it a lot, because I may need to listen to this a lot, who knows? But we do, we value that you give us your valuable time. So until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life.